Hello, my friends. It's Andy and Hedy coming to you live, an early live broadcast of the Living Fearless Devotional. Yes, the Lunch and Learn session. <laughs> it's funny because one of our listeners said, what are we learning? <laughs> I said, I don't know, really, if anything, but we, we, we'd like to think we do. We're learning from God. <laughs> this is a production of ResurrectMinistry.com, where we're harnessing the power of the Internet to share the gospel throughout the world, as far as we can get. And who knows? It may reach the corners of the universe. Um, it does. We already know it, it does. does. I yeah. mean, whatever the angels take up to to the to the aliens, you never know. Uh, we have books to read, uh, worship bands to listen to, pastors, uh, past episodes, articles we've written for the Christian Post, and um, a little comment section. We love to hear from you. I have a, a new request to help a listener that is struggling with a family member oh. that. Um, has decided to convert to Islam, and so they want to know the best ways to approach it and approach them. And so we'd love to hear from you. If you have questions, concerns, prayer requests, or you want to pray for us, we love to hear from you. And if this ministry blesses you in any way, you can partner with us and click the Donate Now button. And make sure and comment wherever you're watching from, if it's on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, uh, or X, or Rumble. Uh, just make sure and comment. Let us know what you think about the devotional about any of the things that we are commenting on. If you have a different take on what uh, God is speaking to you through the devotional, make sure and write it in. Uh, every time you comment, it pushes it out a little bit further for other people to see. So make sure and do that. Uh, the next thing is uh, you will want to check uh, our description because we have our sponsors in there. And so check those out. We have, oh, first, oh, wait, we already talked about Resurrect Ministry. <laughs> Sorry, I'm a little delirious. <laughs> Go to LifeWise. LifeWise is, is great um, uh, supplements. So use the URL, livelifewise.tv. That will give you some uh, great products that will help you sleep, will reduce your inflammation, and, uh, and make, make you, you younger. Yeah, I'm actually 130 years old, but <laughs> I look like I'm only 100 years old. Uh, and then you also want to use StreamYard if you want to broadcast to tell people a little bit about your hobby or if you want to start your own podcast or you want to talk about a devotional, use StreamYard to do that. Go to getstreamyardnow.com. Very easy to use, so make sure and use that product. And then today's scripture is 2 Corinthians 13, 11 through 14 is what we are going to be discussing later on. Um, it's just a little bit longer than what is in the uh, devotional. So just a little bit of a heads up. Um, I, I do have a little bit of an ear infection. Uh, it's giving me a little vertigo. <laughs> that uh, Hopefully just, you're not going to fall off your chair. Though. It just kicked in just like about oh, an really? hour ago. Yeah, it's... Um, yeah, I'm a, I'm a little dizzy. So uh, if I little cuckoo, uh, don't think uh, that maybe I you know took a couple shots of tequila before I went on. That's not what happened. Um, I was in Maine. Uh, mm -hmm. If anybody's wondering where we've been, uh, I went to Idaho and then came back and then shot back out to Maine where I was testifying in some court cases. Yes, and, court case. uh, Singular, right? Yeah, well, Maine was court, one court case. Idaho was a Different. another court case. Yes. Um, but uh, yeah, caught a, a bug or something in my in my ear, and this I went to the doctors today, and they said it's an ear infection. Obviously, they gave me some antibiotics, which is rare because that I mean, the three and a half years I've been with you, they have not allowed you to get antibiotics. No, usually, so, they send me back home and say take yeah. some Advil. <laughs> so I'm shocked, actually. 
<laughs> it's a doctor I've never seen before. So maybe that was helpful. Oh. Uh, and actually, you know, they, they tell you when you walk in there, they say, well, it looks like you're due for five vaccines. And they give you this look like what's wrong with you. Uh, but he walked in and said, you know, I know I already know what your answer is going to be, but I have to ask you, <laughs> you know, how does he know if he's never met you? I think, I don't know, maybe how I was wearing cowboy boots and or maybe on your chart it says to Dan Bongino. The, the, on your chart it says uncooperative. <laughs> yeah, because the nurse had already asked me. I think on the phone when I made the appointment, they told me and said they're going to ask you about all your vaccinations that you're due for. What am I, a newborn? So then when I got there, the nurse said the same thing and said, "These are the ones. Do you want to take you know advantage of having one of those?" I go, "No, I don't want to take advantage." <laughs> of any of those vaccines and then he walks in and says okay i already know what you're going to say but i gotta i gotta say these things to you and why but, does he have to ask you again i don't know i don't know but i like the fact that he said I, I already know what you're going to say but i go wait were they recording us right like, how are they going to know he could have just said pretend i asked you about the vaccines i already know what your answer is but no he went through the list and uh covid was of course is always the first they want you to take that covid vaccine so badly <sighs> So irritating. <laughs> if I took the coat, would I then have to take eight boosters like yes, in a row? Every couple of months. <laughs> Until you've literally <laughs> turned into a robot. You've <laughs> turned into an AI machine because based on what the Florida Surgeon General is saying, that the mRNA vaccine permanently alters people's DNA. So we may actually become a different species within a couple of years. Oh, wow. With people altered DNA, millions and millions of people procreating producing kids with altered dna wow. um we're, we're literally going to be martians within the next two generations no. we're going to be a hybrid we just got kicked off of youtube all right my friend so <laughs> um uh we're going to get to the devotional that all part of that is not the devotional we're going to go to that right now it's um uh tozier for the christian leader for february 15th and i'm going to ask hedia to read it today uh, okay the words are doing this right now they're spinning a little yeah Less than Trinitarian is the title. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Ghost be with you all. Amen. Amen. Our blunder, shall we frankly say our sin, has been to neglect the doctrine of the Spirit to a point where we virtually deny him his place in the Godhead. This denial has not been by open doctrinal statement, for we have clung closely enough to the biblical position where our creedal pronouncements are concerned. Our formal creed is sound. The breakdown is in our working creed. This is not a trifling distinction, folks. A, dis a doctrine has practical value only as far as it is prominent in our thoughts and makes a difference in our lives. By this test, the doctrine of the Holy Spirit, as held by evangelical Christians today, has almost no practical value at all. In most Christian churches, the Spirit is quite entirely overlooked. Whether he is present or absent makes no real difference to anyone. Brief reference to him is made in the doxology and in the benediction. Further than that, he might as well not exist. So completely do we ignore him that it is only by courtesy that we can be called Trinitarian. The Christian doctrine of the Trinity boldly declare, declares the equality of the three persons and the right of the Holy Spirit to be worshipped and glorified. Anything less than this is something less than Trinitarianism. Dear Lord, make me so aware of the power of the Holy Spirit in my life that I may give him the recognition and worship that he so rightly deserves. Amen. Amen.
That is so good. I love that. I do too. Yeah, it's it's really um, first of all, it's so true. Thank God, not in the churches that we visit. Um, the Holy Spirit's mentioned quite often, but uh, it is something we sing about in songs. Uh, we mention the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit when we do communion or you know baptisms, mm-hmm. uh, occasionally in a prayer. But does He have His rightful place in? our lives in the sense that do we call on him enough when we're in times of trouble, when we are trying to learn um, biblical doctrine, when we are trying to show patience, fruit of the spirit, fruit of the spirit is fruit from the Holy spirit. (laughs) Yeah. It's in the title. Right. So patience, uh, kindness, gentleness, forbearance, uh, uh, and self-control, most of all love It's fruit of having the Holy Spirit in our lives. So we have to call on the Holy Spirit internally, um, mentally. So we have to intellectually realize the role that he takes in our lives, acknowledge him emotionally in our hearts and spiritually. We have to make a conscious effort to um, give him way in our lives. And we will see, I think, radical transformation from that. It is absolutely necessary, I think, to um, when once you're born again, to understand wholly what it means to have the Holy Spirit dwell inside you. Right. Because being raised in, as a Catholic as a child, of course, every service they would say. You know, we would do it, I don't know how many times. When we'd walk in, we'd do the sign of the, in the, right. the rest of the Holy Spirit. And we, I mean, it was just a constant thing. And it was it was just a thing. It, it was a... Ritual. A, a ritual of, of non... Of no meaning, right. necessarily. Right? It, it, it was, to me, it was a it was just a presentation to God that we love you. With, the, with those a three gesture. words in it. Yes. But I, at no time, at least in my Catholic faith that I can remember and in the early times of my Christian walk when I was a Christian in name only right. because I walk in, I do not recall the emphasis of understanding what it means to have the Holy Spirit dwelling inside Steve. you. And not until recently, not until the last three years of spending time with past, the great pastor, Jack Ibs, yeah, and the great pastor, Mark uh, 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 Driscoll. Uh, Driscoll. <laughs> And now, and and Pastor Bob, Copany, Copany. (laughs) I I call them all by their first names. You know what's so funny? As a police officer, I didn't know anybody's first name that I work with, right? Because we call each other by our last names. And then the pastors, I called Pastor Bob, Pastor Jack, (laughs) Pastor uh, uh, Mark. Uh, But anyway, any of those guys, the the three now uh, pastors, and of course some of the other ones we listen to, uh, Pastor um, Jackie Chan, Jackie. Not Jackie Chan. <laughs> we make it funny. Francis Chan. Francis Chan. <laughs> um, there, I mean, it is, it is like, hey, listen, do you understand what it means to have the Holy Spirit dwelling inside you? Do you understand that you can speak to him, that you can hear him, that you, you, you spend time with him every day? That that is the thing that makes your relationships completely different. That, it, that he is part of your relationship with your wife. Yes. Right. That it, it's the three strand idea. Right. That it's it's 
it's so extraordinarily different now my life as a Christian that I feel I feel like a new man. I mean, the the the, the phrase you that you are a new man and your old man is dead uh, is only happens once you accept the Holy Spirit. Sorry, that was a rant, but uh, I think it's an important one that it's it's the thing that changes everything. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm truly blessed that my original, the, my first mentor in Christ uh, taught me that from the very beginning. Okay, now sit and talk to the Holy Spirit. I'm like, talk to who? <laughs> like, I, I had no idea. I had no idea. And she just kept harping on it and harping on it. The Holy Spirit dwells inside of you. The Holy Spirit will speak to you. The Holy Spirit will guide you. And then, of course, I would read it in the scripture um, that that was the case. And then I just practiced. I just sat in my room for hours, like, talk to me, talk to me. And in the beginning, it's your own voice. Mm -hmm. And then slowly you're like, wait a minute, that, that sentence, that wasn't me. That I don't, I don't speak like that. That wasn't my thought. Um, and the more you practice it, the more you realize when it's your voice and his voice, or when it's Satan, the enemy's voice whispering to you, as opposed to his voice, you know, it becomes a skill where you're used to being um, in communication, in relationship with him. And that's the rightful place that he has in our lives. It's so, it's such a gift. It's so extraordinary. It's what sets us apart from any other religion or experience on the planet. Hello, Roy Westerlink. Hi, Roy. Good afternoon. Nice to see you. Great to see you, yes, for sure. Yvonne says about the vaccines. Hi, Yvonne. It's a racket. That's a good word yeah. for it because truly it is a racket. It's a money racket. It's a political racket, yeah. you know, because they just big pharma makes money off of these vaccines and pumping them out there and, and doctors money make into money their, and, into their campaigns. And, and then they put the money back into their campaigns and then they pu push more vaccines. Oh, it's such a racket. Absolutely. And they do get a kickback. Uh, and good afternoon. Shock seeing our live stream. Yes. I told Andy, we are, we're still running around. He's sick. He is a DJ for his son's lacrosse. <laughs> DJ. I'm the announcer for the lacrosse. He's the announcer. I don't know how I'm going to make it today, but I'm, I'm determined to make it. Yes. Uh, so, yeah. So we're glad to be back. So we're at a lunch and learn. Yeah. Uh, Yvonne says, I didn't realize my heart and soul about the Holy Spirit dwelling with me until the last several years. I, I find that to be very common with people that have been Christians for a long time. I often wonder, is, is this like, is I, I, before this, this devotional, I go, is this like a new trend? You know, did they uh, did they realize that, you know, we don't talk enough about this, but we watch some older uh, messages every, from time to time, and they talk about the Holy Spirit then. <laughs> they've, they've been talking, the ones that talk about him have been talking about him the whole time. Yeah, Chuck Smith, I'm sure, talked about yes, it. And all of his, sure. you know, everybody that came out of the, the early Calvary. Uh, the Jesus know, Revolution. The Jesus times. Revolution talked about it. Uh, where was everybody else on this whole thing? Okay. Have they not realized how important it Wait is? Wait a minute. Tozier is talking about it. This is the 1900s. <laughs> so. You're so right. <laughs> so obviously it's been an issue for a long time. <laughs> Don't make me laugh. I'm getting dizzier. Um, you know what's so interesting is I, we, were, you were, we were talking. I was thinking about the, the testimony. So if you're new, I testify a lot in court cases. Um, way so many. Uh, I don't know if there's anybody else on the earth who has been in a cr criminal courtroom as much as I've been, and sit there on the stand, and I get grilled by you know by both sides, and even the judge sometimes will grill me. Um, but in this last one in Maine, and even in Idaho, 
I feel like the Holy Spirit has taught me how to be a better person on the stand. For Does that sure. make any sense? Absolutely. Because there's a couple of things that, better you know, communicator, a better communicator, but also the, the, any kind of, you know, I want to say fear because you know, being a police officer 21 years and, and being on the SWAT team and hanging on the side of helicopters, fear is not one of those things that are kind of, is kind of in my thing, <laughs> but I, I can nervous. get nervous uh, about speaking to people about Jesus. <laughs> Very odd, but um, you know, you're on the stand and there's pressure, right? Yeah. And so there can be that. I, I have not I've felt been pressure from uh, sometimes, not always. No. Very smart people. Yes, every so that often. are designed to trip you up. Yeah, and they're doing their very best. They've yeah. been doing it for years, but uh, you know, and then also my pride. I think this is the most important thing. Uh, being a new man is that my pride is. I'm not going to say it's non-existent. It's just, it's just been, Lowered. it's been, uh, yeah, diminished a little bit because it's a, it's a sense of, of just letting God have it and, and not, and just saying, you know, this is what I know. And this is the truth. And when you're speaking from a place of truth, there, there, your pride doesn't, doesn't involve your pride. Right. And you have the Holy Spirit talking to you and, and, and keeping you calm with all of that. Right. Reducing fear, anxiety, um, uh, you know, the um, the pride issue being reduced. It makes it so much easier just to go in there and say, these are the this is these are the questions. Here's my answer. And um, and that was one thing that the client that I was working for said, well, I've never seen anything like that from somebody testifying. He was just saying. You just, I mean, there was no sign that you were on one side or the other. You just answered the questions. That's very, awesome. Very matter of fact. And he goes, and he goes, that other, the other attorney, the opposing attorney, the prosecuting attorney says, he's really, he's really smart and really aggressive, but you just completely dumbfounded him <laughs> because you wouldn't, you wouldn't get, flustered. you got, didn't get flustered or riled up. And he, he goes, he's, I don't think he's ever seen somebody not respond to his attacks. And so it, it kind of diminished him a little bit. So that's all the Holy Spirit. I'm not telling you that I'm doing this great stuff, but the Holy Spirit has a way of getting a hold of you and just putting you in a, in a, in a, he's a re great restrainer. That's exactly, you, you saw, I was going to, you saw my notes. Mm -hmm. No, that's good. Great restrainer. But he's so powerful. That's what in so keeps us from beating up our children too. Yeah. And each he's other. Yeah. <laughs> and each other. <laughs> Occasionally each other. Yeah, you just feel the you feel the the fire rise, and then you're just like, yeah. and then it goes back down again. I used to laugh. I think this is because I didn't understand as a, a Christian in name only, because in you know marriage classes and counseling or you know courses you would go through in the Christian church, they said just hand it over to God, and you know, okay, what does that mean? Like, how am I gonna? Did you see? Did you hear what I just told you that she did? Not you, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> did you not understand what I said? Like, how? How? What? What's God going to do with that? I'm the one sitting down here having to deal with this nonsense. But this is what it means. Oh, yeah. Right. Like you could all of a sudden you get tense and you go, yeah, God has it, and yeah. or you pray. Well, but yes. that happens when you're equally yoked. Ah. So if you uh, if if you have the difficult circumstance where you're married to a non-believer or somebody who's not walking with the Lord, 
that becomes a little more difficult mm. because you leave it to God on your end, not, you know, that you manifest fruit of the spirit and that you maintain self-control and you maintain forbearance and that you have patience and that you have love and kindness. But the, the wonderful thing about marrying somebody that's equally yoked is you literally can turn every problem over and say, Lord, can you help heal me, give me the right perspective and inspire him or her to do the right thing? Because he's the, he's the marionette holder of both people. Mm. So like, this is what I often tell, you know what I mean? Because <laughs> yeah. that's what I tell my friends, especially what I'm learning in, in my first marriage as a, as a Christian, or first marriage ever. Uh, <laughs> and, and with a very strong man is that when you're equally yoked, you can leave it to the Lord and be like, this particular thing is bothering me. Can you please teach me? Why does that bother me? And if I'm right, you know, then teach him hmm. instead of being like, wah, 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 you know, nagging constantly. Yeah. We have the ability to give it to God and know that he could take care of it. Right. Because that other person's listening to God. Right. That's awesome. That's fantastic. Isn't it? And that's what I was trying to tell um, uh, our friend, um, my friend from the gym that was like, I'm like, I'm t- trust, tell, I'm, trust me when I tell you, when you meet a person that's equally yoked, like you'll feel fireworks. You will know instantly. It's so different than everybody else you're dating and trying to make a square fit into a circle, yeah. <laughs> you know, where you're just kind of like, oh, I think I can. Oh, oh she'll come along or he'll come along. Right. And, you know, it's just not, it's not that hard. And, oh, we'll make it work. And no, you're just like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Even when it's difficult, it's amazing. Right? Yeah. There's one other aspect that I thought of while you were talking. All these things are coming to me. Um, Fire away. (laughs) There's this, uh, this happens with men. I'm not sure if it happens with women where you just, you just hate to give the other person a win. (laughs) Right? You just don't, I'm not going to, I'm not going to apologize. I'm not going to tell them they're right. <laughs> and so and so it just carries on because you're yes. not willing to give in. Uh, or let's say that they uh, you are right, but you're not willing to say to compromise or to let right. it go because again, you're giving them a win. And so I've been I've been burdened with this uh, uh, bitterness with my ex-wife for a very long time and i think the uh in what what, what, it's been 15 years or so 10 years yeah (laughs) and um i i've been holding on to it right The, the the important thing is is that once you have the trinity god jesus holy spirit and you you understand that when you are asked to give forgiveness to somebody because God's forgiven us for all our lunacy, right? right. I mean, even worse stuff. Way worse. <laughs> that if he can do that, that by me forgiving her or, or even acknowledging my part in what I've done in the relationship, it, it's I'm not giving her a win. I'm giving God a win. Right. And yourself. And myself a win. And that just helps somebody in, in you know, in in our 
in our position. Yeah. That it's just like, you know what? This is for God. And that's another thing that means hand it over to God. Give God the acknowledgement that if he forgave you and, and show him love and thankfulness of his forgiveness for you and forgive somebody else. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass. Oh, that's really good. Us. Where'd you get that from? <laughs> um, and so I thought that was so, I mean, it felt so good. It, it wouldn't have felt good, you know, before because I didn't have that understanding of what it truly means. Yes. That it's just, you got to let it go and end that bitterness. And uh, sets you free. And it, it does. It just really just sets you free. And, and quite possibly you're setting that other person free. Yes. Of their bitterness. And oh, it, for it, sure. Change, it could change everything. If it doesn't, that's not for me to no. worry about. But. Um, and you can't know. No. Because though outwardly things may not change, inwardly it could have had a profound change. Yeah. And it may take time to look for overnight. Uh, Results. Yeah, results. Thank yeah. you. I really appreciate having you on the show. <laughs> but sometimes I can't come up with the words. Yvonne says pride. Yes. It is. Uh, so much about pride. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Competition. Competitiveness also can do you in. Did you read the scripture yet? I have not. Hi, Kate. Kate's saying, what are you doing Kate. on this early? What time is it there? This in? is our lunch and learn. I, this may be midnight for Kate. I don't know. <laughs> Kate's in Australia. Yes, Kate's in Australia. Yeah, I have uh, my son has a lacrosse game tonight, and I'm supposed to be the announcer at the game. So uh, we weren't because I've been away for so long. I've been out of town. I've been in uh, Maine. Uh, Kate, um, we didn't want to go another day without doing it. And so we came out a little bit early to make sure we got one in today. Yeah. So this is 2 Corinthians 13, 11 through 14. Finally, brothers and sisters, rejoice. Strive for full restoration. Encourage one another. Be of one mind. Live in peace. And the God of love and peace will be with you. Greet one another with a holy kiss. All God's people here send their, send their greetings. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. So look at those descriptions. Amen. Amen. That uh, Paul gives us. The grace of the Lord. Because it's his grace that sustains us. The love of the Father, um, which is uh, immeasurable, agape love. But the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. The fellowship, the Holy Spirit is the one that indwells. The Holy mm -hmm. Spirit is the one that is our counselor, our advocate, our restrainer. Um, he is, and so we're in fellowship with the Holy Spirit. So I love that this um, version, the NIV, has those descriptions. Um, in that closing reading. And I like this also in 11, strive for full restoration. Um, so that could be the restoration in the community, exactly what you just spoke about, uh, forgiveness, repentance, uh, making amends, um, being patient with one another, but also encouraging one another. So lifting one another up, being there for one another when we're, uh, when we're having difficulties, being of one mind, Knowing that if one part of the body hurts, we all hurt. Knowing if one part of the body is sinning, it's better to cut that arm off and throw it into the sea, you know? So <laughs> it's all, we're all experiencing these things together and yeah. living in peace. Yeah. Sorry, my phone's making noise. Awesome. 
Uh, Yvonne says, we don't realize how prideful we are. I've made many mistakes due to my pride. Oh, yeah, for sure. Haven't we all? <laughs> uh, yeah, we've been able. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I had to work. <laughs> that is good fellowship. Amen. God surely was with me because when I flew to um, the East Coast, which was uh, I had to land in Newark, New Jersey, Long and then drive. Uh, oh no, then fly, flow to or flew to flow to flew to uh, Portland, Maine, and then drove to Ellsworth, which is a three-hour drive. That during that period of time last week, there was mm -hmm. supposed to be this nor'easter, this huge storm oh, that was it? supposed to drop all kinds of snow. They said it was going to be the worst in, in a long time. <gasps> I was worried that. None of that happened. I, I wasn't sure I was going to be able to get out, and and I don't. I was already. And the storm didn't happen, or it didn't no. come through Maine. No, not through yeah. Maine. It, I mean, it, it snowed, but not like they were expecting. Like they expected delays, and I guess they canceled on the day that it was supposed to happen. They already had canceled like two thousand flights or something like that. Oh. That was the day that I was in Maine testifying, and so I wasn't sure how that was going to affect the following day. But oh. it, uh, I didn't even. Wasn't affected whatsoever. That is a blessing. <laughs> That's so great. Oh, I can't tell you how many times I've had that, especially that long. Is it called the transatlantic across coast to coast? Yep. I've done that and just disasters yeah. constantly breaking out. And I went there already a little bit under the weather. And so it's just, uh, yeah, it was, it was the longest Wait, three days that. of my life. Kate's saying if son Luke was in Portland preaching last weekend. Oh, thanks. Oh, oh no, but I, I, I Portland, that's probably Portland, Oregon. Huh? I don't Portland, Maine, or Portland? Portland, Maine, or Portland, Portland, Oregon? Do they even preach in Portland, Oregon? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> Not so much in Maine either, though, right? No. Uh, I believe my uh, client was Christian. We spoke a little bit about Oh, yeah? I mean, just for a moment about something. But, uh, yes, Oregon. Oh, yeah, Oregon. Yeah. Yeah, I just discovered a couple it. months so ago. So send him, making sure that he, he needs to stay there and bring, bring Christ to Oregon. I just realized a couple of months ago, it was last year when we had another client that there was a Portland in Maine. Oh, really? You didn't know that? I didn't know that. Look at you. Look what I've taught you. Yeah, you've absolutely taught me a lot. <laughs> a lot. You know, um, we need uh, so desperately um, God in our schools. Yes. It is just so darn apparent. <laughs> I mean, they just pushed him out so long ago that it's just, he's, he's so, it's, it's like, uh, I mean, it's like Washington and, and Oregon. Like it's just doesn't, there's just so little God that uh, is helping some of these poor people because I was able to watch the school board meeting while I was in Maine um, online because they live stream it now. <clears throat> and um, we got two, uh, obviously not, they're not Christians. Uh, people on the board, uh, liberal types, and um, they just want to oppose anything of the uh, what would be considered the conservative part of the. Of I, the I love the way Pastor Mark Driscoll put it um, when he was doing the passage on Deborah's worship. Um, he was explaining he's like we all are created to worship, so we're all worshiping something, right? And when you take God out of the equation, people worship money, power, um, lust, desire. So when you sit across from people that are doing things that are that destructive, you're like, 
I wonder what it is you're in this for. I wonder what you worship. Yeah, because it makes that's what I mean. That's you look at them, you're like, because they got to be worshiping something other than God. Right. So you're like, I wonder what's driving you. They what? see the power of what is being done at the school. Some very positive changes. For 20 years, the the um, the standards have just con continued to drop. The, the percentage of, of children being able to read and do math at a at a standard level is reducing has been reducing every year for the last several decades. And yet they want to continue to do the same things. And, and that, and that because we're changing and doing some things that are already showing a positive effect, they want to stop. And so you, so that's what I mean. What you're saying is that you can see the results of what you've been doing is not working. And because what but we're doing the definition is of working is mm -hmm. different. Uh, working towards their goal of indoctrination. <laughs> exactly. That's my point. What do they worship? Do they worship money? Is it working because everybody's getting paid who should be? Right. Is it working for the indoctrination? Are they teaching them the demonic values that they want to? Yes. So it is working. They just have a different definition of working. Hmm. Same with why. I mean, if you're, fight, if you're following the congressional fights over aid um you have to understand I've, I've explained it in a couple a couple times in the past but that the military industrial complex the ngo the beltway bandits make so much money off of foreign aid and uh, foreign conflict that they perpetuate the system because they are benefiting it feeds their god wow we look at it and we're like, this is really dumb. Like, wh why are we doing this? And because we have a different God. We're worshiping the Lord Jesus Christ. We have the true God. So we have biblical values, but they don't, they're not following biblical values. Right. They're following the values of their pocket. Ball. It, the it, golden is, really, it is really overpowering, right? It, 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 because it is so obvious. Yes. They do things that are so obviously for... The love of money but people can't see it because they don't know how the mechanism works they don't know it's for the love of money they're like no you really care about people when i first got involved i i believed it was for the good of people you know i think we all kind of start out that way it took 20 years before i figured out it was actually a racket wow maybe 17 years in i figured it out but i kept thinking i just am not I'm not far enough. I'm not high enough. If I get higher, I'll have more influence. It'll change. I get higher. It'll, I'll have influence. It'll change. And as high as I got, it didn't ever change. I just made more money at it. <laughs> like, and you wait. saw the people around you making more money. Yeah. And you're going, oh, that's the, why they're doing this. Right. Then you realize you're care. like, oh, my God, the top of the mountain is actually a gold heap. They don't care if a, if a, if a, if a bomber comes in and blows themselves up in Times Square. No. That how much money did they make in order to pretend they cared? Right. But I don't understand what is the, what's the motivation of school board members when they talk about equity, right? And the uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion, which is DEI and CRT. And that, that, that was the, right. the big thing that they were doing. For the first time in the history of, of Placentia Yorba Linda Unified School District, which is our school district, um, we hired a man because of his qualifications because he was, uh, he's amazing. He, we made him the human resources superintendent. 
he made some immediate changes that were positive for our for our schools and did even more work so positive by your standard okay but so they now they they uh, want to uh, promote him to a deputy superintendent and give him more responsibility and so they were going to increase his salary and he's a black man we didn't hire him because he was black. No, we probably, you know, it's, it's even hard to notice. We're just like, wow, he's doing amazing work. They, we all voted yes. <laughs> and the ladies who screamed diversity, equity, inclusion, and equity, this and equity, that every 10 seconds said, no, we're not, we don't want him. We don't want to get away. If he was unqualified, <laughs> you would be fighting for this guy, but he's completely qualified. You, you, don't, you don't understand you're not playing. I don't understand, the but they don't, but what are they, what, they're, they're not. They, he doesn't fit the agenda narrative. He's not fighting for the rights that they're trying to push. <sighs> Education of kids, it's a school. No, it's not. It's, it's an indoctrination camp. <laughs> I'm very against public yes. schools. <laughs> school mom. I'm, I'm a, I'm a homeschool mom now. <laughs> I believe in the fight, but. I don't believe you should put your kids in there to fight to fight the battle. By the way, their name is Marilyn Anderson and Carrie Buck. Uh, these two white women uh, said no to the uh, to the black superintendent, which <laughs> we don't care that he's black. We we care that he does a great job. Yes. <laughs> and they said no. I mean, they were nasty about it too. Like not even, not even hiding it. Not even hiding it. And that's the thing that they don't even care. They don't even care. They don't care about your values. They don't no. care about anything. They do care about some things. See, you underestimate your enemy if you do not understand what motivates them. I love to say that to you. <laughs> Never under, under, underestimate your enemy. Who said that to you? <laughs> no, we oh. say that in karate. Yeah. We say that in uh, in the police academy. In everything. In everything. Right? In everything. I tell that to even my, you know, our, the kids. Never underestimate other children and what they're capable of, the harm they're capable of doing oh, yeah. to you. Um, yeah, so... Wow. Well, they need the Holy Spirit. They're as driven as you are, if not more so. All right, then. It's, it's on. Like that's, Donkey that's, Kong. That's way less than Trinitarian. <laughs> <laughs> May the God of all power be uh, with you. Is that my phone's Should going. Well, usually it's my phone going crazy. Your phone going crazy. Now my phone. My kids are calling me. Uh, yeah, I think so. Anything else? Yeah, I think that's it. Power of the Holy Spirit, folks. Yeah. That's what changes and transforms. Um, just, uh, I need any prayer for my, this, this to go away. I can't hear out of my left ear and it's very painful. Yeah. And he has a bad ear inflection, but very serious antibiotics he's gotten. So yeah. we're hoping that by tomorrow he'll feel rejuvenated. Yes. <laughs> All right, my friends, make sure and share this out, subscribe, um, and, um, tell somebody new about it. Make sure that they know about our broadcast. That would be awesome. Thank we, you so much. We would appreciate it. Love you guys. Take care. Talk to you later. Bless. Glad to be back.